0: Hi everyone and welcome back to hot up the mess i'm so happy to be back we are back from a little bit of a hiatus the new year christmas all of the above i am coming to you live (coughs) excuse me i'm coming to you live from boca i am staying with my boyfriend in his bubby's house it's so nice here i haven't seen the sun in i think like three weeks in michigan it was truly atrocious um and we had a lovely time up north in Petoskey. It was like perfect. I mean, the weather could have been like a little bit better, but it is what it is. I hope everybody had a great New Year's. We are, I'm so happy to be back on the mic. And I'm so excited to just kind of dive into everything that's going on. I mean, when I'm recording this, it's the day before Jen Shaw gets sentenced. And I can't believe that like it's actually happening and they're not moving it again because I mean they've moved it at, like five or six times at this point and I I mean I wish I was recording tomorrow instead of right now so I could you know tell you guys what's going on but it's also really crazy to watch Salt Lake City like days before she gets sentenced because she still hasn't admitted that she's guilty yet on the show. So you're just kind of watching it. And it's really weird. As you guys know, we'll obviously talk about it. So today, we are going to just jump right into Salt Lake City and Miami. And I'm going to touch on Potomac a little bit. Honestly, you guys, it's been a few days. I I feel like I watched the episode about five or six times, but it like didn't stick. But I'm going to try my best. And um, before I do that, I want to just Talk to you about. um, I saw a review the other day on this podcast, and you know, people say don't look at the reviews, but you're human and you want to know what people are saying about you. And someone said, like, that I'm lazy because I'm not going to cover Salt Lake City. That's not true. I am going to still cover it. I'm just, I just was hitting fatigue with them. And I think I'm allowed to do that. And I also just want to do a little quick reminder that while this, yes, is one of my full-time jobs, I also have another full-time job, you guys. So please bear with me. I'm fighting for my life right now with energy. And um, we will be back to the regular schedule of two times a week next week. So thank you all for your patience and to the person who left that review. Um fuck off because I am still going to cover it. So thank you. All right, let's get into it. I got to be honest. I have had my eye on Heather Gay since day one. There was just something about Heather that I just could see kind of right through. And I understand why people like her, why they're drawn to her, why she's considered a fan favorite. Like I get it. Okay. But there was just something about her that I couldn't connect with. Maybe it's because I find myself maybe to be similar to her, as I've discussed on this podcast. Um, Sometimes what we don't like in other people, we see in ourselves. You know the drill. But with Heather, I was kind of starting to come around on her just a little bit, as you guys know, if you've been listening. And now, guys, I fucking can't stand her. She is just driving me crazy with this black eye. Um, the way that she is, I'm going to say milking it, flaunting it, wanting people to talk about it. I think it's a really big, it's her way of deflecting um, attention away from Jenshaw because Heather is so oddly protective of her. Um, it makes me almost feel that they have like maybe Jenshaw has something on Heather. I don't know because that's just how weird she acts about it. Um it's so strange. She can't seem to get like she just isn't being honest and she likes the fact that people are talking about her frankly I think is the truth Um, and yeah the her at this dinner with this eye patch and the black eye. It's just so weird and to be honest I don't think anyone hit her as we discussed. I think this was an injectable gone wrong. Um, and she doesn't want to out Beauty Lab and Laser. Maybe she got it somewhere else, and she doesn't want to be like, oh, well, I didn't go to my own practice. Who fucking knows? I don't think anyone hit her. Um, I know that that's the way that she's trying to make it seem, but I just, that's just not what I think happened. And then Jen versus Dana is so, like, the way that Jen Shah just exclaims and just gets so fucking angry with people, it used to be entertaining. And now I just find it a little bit pathetic and embarrassing because she's screaming at this woman like, I rode with you today. Like I put my life in your hands. Babe, you were on a go-kart. You were simply driving 30 miles an hour on this go-kart. Like let's not act like sh- you guys were skydiving and she was attached to the back of you and had to pull the the string for the parachute like let's be real um and I I know that she gets a lot of shit on this show but Whitney to me is the only one with any fucking sense she is in these confessionals saying what we're all thinking like talking about Jen talking about her trial talking about her being guilty talking about the fact that you know she might be going to jail and I mean as we see that that's happening literally by the time this comes out it's going to be happening today um and she's just the only one that's like bringing it up like jen if you don't want to talk about your trial the fact that you're guilty etc then don't film a reality show it but jen is so incredibly narcissistic that she can't not film that's the problem um and it's just—it's so frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to watch two people, Heather and Jen, not want to talk about the big elephants in the room—the black eye and the possibility of her going to prison. And listen, I understand that it's not an ideal situation. No one wants to talk about it, but then don't film a show. Like that's why I respect Teresa Judice because she filmed. She was sentenced and then filmed the the, re- the reunion. Like that's a professional. OK, that is a fucking professional. Um, these these two are just two clowns, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Watching Brooks um, and Meredith and Meredith's daughter, Chloe, like have these sleepy time conversations. I'm just not interested in them. And I've really come to the conclusion that the, the issue with Meredith and Lisa, I don't even, I think it's bigger than the hot mic moment with Meredith. I think it's more of a jealousy because Meredith kind of fell off in the second season, if, if in my opinion. I think the first season, everyone really liked her. We thought she was like interesting and, you know, kind of a breath of fresh and everything like that. And now Lisa is like, one of a cult she's like a cult fan favorite like she's not going to be you know middle America's favorite but she's definitely the favorite on social media people love her they find her funny and glamorous and ridiculous and relatable but yet not at all and no one feels that way about Meredith no one feels anything about Meredith I I only know like one person who actually likes her and um I think she's jealous. I think a lot of her problems with Lisa is jealousy. And I, I usually hate to say that about people being like, oh, they just don't like me because they're jealous. But sometimes, you know, if the shoe fits. And that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like, I, I'm just not interested in her family. I just don't really care. I think it's beautiful that she's putting on this fashion show for her nephew and her sister's um, charity. But at the end of the day, I just fall asleep. I do. I fall asleep when her and her children are talking because they all talk like this. They all are just like Nicole Peltz Beckhams, you know, but Nicole, <laughs> Nicole has a little bit more joie de vie if you're, if we're, you know, going to be real. And Brooke's saying like, do you guys know how hard it is to run a business and finish college? It's like, oh my God, Brooks, shut the fuck up. I really do believe, and I will stay on this hill till the day I die, that She only joined this show to get um, Brooks, like, a platform. I don't think it had anything to do with her. I think it has everything to do with Brooks. And that is a hill that I will die on because it just – it doesn't make any sense because right out the gate we were getting his fashion show and he was supposed to be this, like, reality star. And now he's hosting a – he's hosting a show about reality – stars as children, like Gia, Brianna, like you you guys know. Um, and then I'm going to take like a hard left and we're going to talk Whitney. Whitney on the phone with her brother, it was like a really beautiful conversation. And she brings up a lot of things that I'm I'm actually dealing with in my own life. I know I have a friend who's dealing with this in her personal life right now too, is the idea of setting boundaries with people. And when you're someone who doesn't set boundaries, at all and you haven't the moment you start to do that to protect yourself for your own mental health etc the people that are causing you probably the most stress in your life the most anger maybe you they get mad at you because they don't understand why this relationship is changing they'll call you selfish narcissistic etc but really it's you just protecting yourself and with her talking about that, obviously she's mainly talking about Heather, but, and you can see Heather getting mad at her, but it's like, Whitney, what is, what other route is Whitney supposed to take? So her and her brother are are having this really good conversation. It was really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then you see like, she's getting like notifications for cameo at the top of the screen, like on her phone. And that just kind of made me laugh. Um, and then we get Jen and the therapist talking. And you, in this scene specifically, I could kind of see the wheels turning with her a little bit. I could see the wheels turning because she knows that she's guilty. She knows that she's going to prison. And she's not admitting it at this point. But I think that she knows that she her time is coming she's got to come clean she's got to just admit fault she because there was just something about that conversation with her therapist that i mean she was screaming i'm guilty but without saying it and you know i i with jen it's so hard because she is such a narcissistic person so naturally though she is charming she is funny she is all of those things but She's just not a good person. She's just not. She's not a good person. The way that she treats people is fucking crazy. The way that she screams at people, throws things at people, shoves people, um, steals from the elderly and the vulnerable. Um yeah. All signs are pointing to like Tom Girardi levels of narcissism. Um and I don't wanna hear a fucking sob story about how she had to like pay for her family and stuff. You can not scam the elderly. I mean, if you guys have read the victim statements, the victim impact statements from some of these people, it is devastating. And I guess I didn't fully grasp what that really what she really did until I sat down and read those. Um I think they're on either I think it's Face Realities Instagram. She posted the victim impact statements if not I'm sure you can google it. Um, one person was saying that they were going to take their own life. Like, Jen took everything from them. Everything. Took their all of their life savings, their pensions, their retirement. Like, these people had nothing and they were hoping for everything. And just the text messages between Jen and Stuart um, were really, really dark, really damning. And I think she's going to be fucked. I think if Todd Crisley and his wife, got that much time, I think Jen is looking at, I got to tell you, I think like 15 years because I don't think they're going to be lenient. I also think, I mean, the behavior that she exhibits on this show is not going to help her case, but that's just what a narcissistic person does is they don't think that they're, they think they're untouchable and they don't think about anybody but themselves. So when she's reacting in these explosive ways, like, she does, she has no idea that the FBI or whoever the fuck is going to be watching and, you know, taking note of her behavior. And it's really, I mean, it's great for us because I love to watch it, but at the same time, I'm like, this woman is a fucking monster. And oh God, I just don't know. It's so hard because I know I've said on this show, Oh, my God. She's so charming. Like I, she's so funny. But that's that's part of being a narcissist. You know, like people do like you. They are drawn to you. Then I want to talk about Angie. Number two. So recently, my boyfriend and I, we were staying in a hotel and we were like, let's watch a movie. And we were going through the movies, like what was on TV, because obviously it was a hotel. So it like didn't have like any like good streaming services or anything. And I was like, "Oh, what's this?" It was the fifth, it was the Fifth Element, and it looked like from the synopsis. I was like, "Oh, it's like you know, it's a little sci fi." He's like, "Yeah, it's a little sci fi." Like, is Bruce Willis. it. Like, let's watch it, guys. It's the craziest movie I've ever fucking seen. And you're probably wondering, like, why are you talking about the Fifth Element on this show? <laughs> Angie K reminds me of someone that would like be in this movie. She is not of this world. She speaks as if she is computer programmed. She looks computer programmed. She looks like AI. She looks, uh, you know, it's something. It really is something. And the only way that I can describe it is like she would be in the fifth element. And if you know, you know the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't, don't. It's just, please take a quick Google. Um, And this is an old movie. So many of you have probably seen it and you're probably screaming at me right now. But She just really reminds me of, like, an alien. Like, she just doesn't speak like a person. She speaks like a robot. And they go to this party. It was really, you know, of course it's a charity, so like, I'm not gonna shit on it. You know, I'm glad to see Brooks has one more, you know, piece in his, you know, um, fashion line. Because before, as we know, we we saw the montage. It was the one tracksuit and that just wasn't good. But the I got to say, I'm not a fashionable girly. Um, I'm assembly challenged as Cher Horowitz would say. The line had no cohesiveness. I saw a sparkly white drapey dress. Then I saw a tracksuit. Then I saw some sort of cut-up, ragged ragtime satin suit of some of some sort. Um it really made no sense. And I was like, okay. Like he thinks he's Christian Siriano. And honestly, I want that level of self self-confidence, that level of self- self-delusion. Um, because wow, 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 wow. It was really, it was really something. Um, and you know, the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting at this charity event. I mean, if they're gonna fight anywhere, it's gonna be at a charity event. It always is. And the count of Meredith saying I'm not mad was killing me because it's so true. Like that is something I think we all would say is like, I'm not mad, but, and it's like, it's so annoying to watch, but it's so, it's so real. And it's, you know, as much as I don't like Meredith, I was like, that's very much me because she's like, I'm not mad, but like our friendship will never be the same. And I wish, you know, hell will rain upon her. Um, and we there was some footage that we didn't get. Maybe we're going to get it next week of Dana screaming in Jen Shot's face. Faces um, by Bravo posted it. And I'm like, why would they fucking cut that? Dana is screaming in her face saying like, I'm going to put money on the books. Like referring to Jen going to prison and Jen's face looks like she will kill her. And it's a joy. Also, the weird scene between Jen and uh dana where jen was like it's our bonding moment for me to dye your hair because you have grays i was like no babe i think she's making a fashionable statement also like let's normalize gray hair um if that's what you want to rock that's what you want to rock and i support you i support her honestly dana is my favorite newbie i did appreciate angie number one um talking to Heather and basically being like, you're acting like a fucking weirdo. Just admit that Genshaw hit you and move the fuck on or just be honest about what happened. Like, You're annoying. And I respected that. But still, Dana is my favorite. And I hope she comes back next year and I hope she's holding a snowflake. Okay. Let's move on to Real Housewives of Miami. So before we get into the whole thing, I just have to say this is my battle cry. Larsa Petty Pippen is one of the best housewives we've had in a long time. To me, she is up there with like Ashley Darby. She just is a menace. And Chris Lewis, obviously bestie of the pod, co-host of Shortcomings, he <laughs> he loves her so much. And I and it just makes me love her too, because he'll be <laughs> he said to me the other day, he goes, someone could tell Larsa, hey, your shoe's untied. And she'd look at them and be like, your house is in foreclosure. Your husband is cheating on you. And I heard that you made out with some guy. Like That's the intensity in which Larsa just comes at people. And I love her for it because it's so perfectly unhinged. Um, so they're all in this boat for Adriana's um, video music video, which I have to say, her saying that in order to go viral with a song, you have to have a video Maybe in 1997. In 2023, you really just have to have a catchy song that could be played on TikTok. Like, that's it. That's to make a viral song. That's really all you need. And not this music video of these women, you know, sipping on their cockies and like dance is so crazy. And this poor, poor director, he was in the fucking trenches with these women. He was acting like he was directing like he was James Cameron. He was screaming at these women. He had had enough with these women. He was taking it so serious and they were taking it so not serious. And what made me laugh so hard is they're all just standing around. He's screaming at them. He's like, the sun is going down. We're losing our light. Like he's screaming, screaming, screaming. And um. But <laughs> And then it just cuts to Larsa looking at Julia and being like, so people are saying that you were making out with some guy at the Four Seasons. Is that true? <laughs> I'm like, this is not the time or place, but let's fucking go. Let's get into it. And it was just killing me because Julia admitted it. And she was like, yeah, but I was doing it in real life, like not behind closed doors. If I was doing it behind closed doors, like that is when the problem would happen and none of the women really understood this but I oddly understood it I would never do that and if my boyfriend did something like that I would fucking kill him but if that's the way that her and Martina are which we find out later on the episode like they kind of are like that like they will make like Martina made out with Gwyneth Paltrow on TV and she like she said she was like I would be more mad if she was making out with a woman than a man because it's like Julia doesn't really roll like that obviously. Um, but seeing the woman's reactions to her saying like, yeah, I did that was so fucking funny. But what killed me the most was Gertie and Alexia fighting on this boat. <laughs> Gertie and Alexia fighting on this boat was some of, pe- it was like so traditional housewives. And that I think is why I love Miami so much is because they're, they fight about such petty shit, but yet like Deep stuff gets thrown in, and it really gets me good every single time (laughs) because they're like they're screaming at each other. Alexia's like, "Gertie, you're not paying attention to me." Gertie, you're not paying attention to me, and Gertie's like, "You're right, I'm not. I'm mad at you." And then Alexia's like, "Why are you mad at me? I'm mad at you." And then they start fighting about the looks that Gertie was giving her, and then they start fighting about the wedding stuff. I'm like, "We're still fighting about the wedding, like." I feel like Alexia has been, this wedding has been talked about for centuries at this point. And then Alexia's like, my mother died. Lars is holding her in her arms. Gertie's screaming at her dead brother. It was fucking crazy. And then they start telling each other that they love each other and respect each other. And it just really hurt them. And it was like an emotional breakdown. But then this is what I fucking love about these women is that there was resolution. They got to a place where they were like, I respect you. You respect me. We're so angry at each other because we love each other and we're fine now. And everyone around them is having whiplash because they just don't understand how the fuck that happened. And I sat back and I was like, this is why I love these bitches. This is why I love them. Um, and the when they started bringing up what Lenny was talking about in the press... Saying that him and Lisa weren't getting divorced. I remember this very clearly. Like, I remember reading that page six article and feeling so confused because it was clearly obvious. I mean, that it wasn't a surprise if they were to get divorced, and just everything that was coming out at that time. So for him to say that is so manipulative because it also throws Lisa into like a world of confusion because she it's gaslighting because she knows what she heard from his mouth where he was like, we're getting divorced. I'm with this girl. She's going to be my girlfriend. If you want to say you can, if you don't, you don't. Like that's fucking crazy. And then kicking the mom out of the house and the nanny and everything like that. But so then it just throws Lisa into this world of like having to answer more for him. And because now people are going to be asking her more questions, you know, they're going to be asking her, you know, what really is going on? Are you really getting divorced? Are you really doing this? And she's sitting there like, yeah, it's just like another knife in the heart. It really is. It's pouring salt on that wound. Um, I felt I feel so bad for her because Lenny is going to make her life a living fucking hell, a living hell promise you I mean as we see and the thing is is these two right now in real time they are fighting on social media and like subtweeting each other on Instagram captions and Instagram comments he's saying things like you know I tried so hard with Lisa she you know I tried to work on things with her I wanted to do this I'm like why are you making this so fucking public why do you want to hurt her so bad and honestly good for her because she's stepping out with a hot guy who's rich and I'm like good for you girl because first of all Lenny wasn't even good looking let's be honest we have to own that (laughs) he's not um but she loved him and I I don't think she needs to tell her kids anything right now they're so little and I just don't think until things are really starting to be finalized that that's a conversation. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she does. I don't know. But I just feel like her kids are so little that like, how do you even have that conversation? Especially when the you know Lenny is running around to the press saying that it's not even happening because he's a fucking joke. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Guys, the scream that I scrumped when I saw when I got my eyes on Gertie's new confessional look, it is something (laughs) to behold. and my eyes didn't know where to look, they were looking at the hat. They were looking at the lips. They were looking at the dress. They were looking at the shirt. They were looking at the bracelet. This was an insane confessional look. And we've seen crazy confessional looks. There is a look, obviously, in Salt Lake City where Jen Shaw is in this little top hat, um, you know, that's a skew on her head. This is similar, but it's, it's giving YMCA. It's giving, um, you know, the village people meets Miami. And I'm not mad at it, but it was jarring. Um, I wasn't prepared for that at all. And then, you know, like Gertie gets to Julia's house, who's doing this like farm to glam party, which I actually think is like a really genius, party theme for her because it's very very julia but her and gertie are having this like really long conversation about why kiki wasn't invited to the party while julia is upstairs and gertie is downstairs and they're on the phone i'm like this is such housewives behavior um Gertie, I mean, Kiki, I guess, was screaming at the video shoot. I, when we got that footage of her yelling at the videographer being like, if you put my face in your video, I'm suing you. I was like, what the fuck happened? I just can't see Kiki losing it like that unless like something really bad happened. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what's going on there. And you know, guys, Dr. Nicole's kind of taking a backseat this season. I hope she kind of steps it up. If she doesn't, then she's got to go because she's playing it a little too safe for my liking. And I would like her to get a little bit more in the mix. I don't need her, you know, doing Greek chorus confessionals where she kind of is saying what we're all thinking. I need her, you know, I need her to step it up. I really do. And because I, I don't not like her, but I need her to do more. Like you just being rich is like not the, the reason why you're on the show. Okay, let's be real. Um, And I have to tell you, this might be a hot take, but I think Julia treats Martina like shit. And I don't know if everybody else feels that way. But to look at your partner, your spouse and say, the only joy in my life are my children and they're gone and now I'm stuck with you. It's so fucking mean. I would be devastated if someone said that to me. I would cry. I would be like, what do we do? What do we need to go to therapy? Like, she just isn't very nice to her. And I don't know why. And I'm glad to see them like kiss in the water at the end. Um, I guess, but it just seems strange. And I do want to give my deepest sympathies to martina who was diagnosed with throat cancer and breast cancer this week very very sad um you know she did say that it's stage one breast cancer so hopefully that means that she can you know fight through it and um you know be okay but that was really really tough news to see across come across the timeline this week um so yeah my thoughts are with the whole the whole fam and the previews for next week, I mean, again, Larsa Petty Pippin is just really, really striking hot. She's doing the most while also doing the least. And I love that for her because she's just coming and swinging. She just has no time for anybody. And I love that. And I love it for us. And, um,. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to Crown Jewels. It's my podcast with Lex Nico. You guys need to follow her on Instagram. She's hilarious and amazing and just like a great source of entertainment for all pop culture and entertainment celebrity news. Her and I are having so much fun doing this podcast and I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. We just dropped we drop episodes every Wednesday and it's not just about the British royal family. We did cover the Danish royal family. Guys, they got some deep shit going on over there. A guy is in love with his sister-in-law. He's not going to be a prince anymore. It's a whole situation. So definitely find that wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, listen to Shortcomings comes out every... No, Shortcomings comes out every Wednesday. Crown Jewels comes out every Thursday. I'm getting all my podcasts confused because that's just the way the cookie is crumbling right now. I'm not of this planet. I'm literally in Boca. I'm I'm living my best Jill Zarin life. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this. I will be putting out a special episode whenever we figure out Jen Shaw's sentencing. So you will be hearing from me again this week. And I love you all so much. And thank you for supporting me. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, until tomorrow, <laughs> until tomorrow, I'll see you guys again. Bye!